Let's go. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged, proudly brought to you by Ginger Fox Coffee, guaranteed to make you as clever as a fox. And as we grapple with a third wave of the COVID pandemic, just a big shout out to all our frontline workers for putting their lives on the line uh, and uh, really making a huge difference during this fight against the pandemic. We salute you. Thank you very much. All right, joining me as always, MMA royalty, Garrett Soldier Boy McKellen, former middleweight champion of the EFC, UFC fighter, and Dust, uh, Dustin, Jason, Justin, Jason, Just Ferrier, the Terrier. <laughs> Justin, Ferrier. <laughs> Dustin, Porio. That's I'm it, so that's it. I'm so glad that wasn't me. No, exactly. Look, um, <laughs> as uh, as it, we've we've um, been chatting just before in our uh, in our production meeting, uh, and uh, we were calling each other different names, so that's why it stuck. So uh, my apologies to Justin Ferrier, world-renowned <laughs> judge. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Justin, how's it going with um, the Athletes Fund and the MMA, f the Amateur Fund? Tell us a bit more about that, and where can people get in touch, and how can they support it? Yeah, so sammaaf.org. Uh, you know, things are positive. Listen, it's it's not easy uh, in a third wave uh, trying to get funds going. Uh, we've had support. We've we've sold rash cards. We've got a. We'll talk about them just now. We've got a seminar with Rickus Duplessis uh, giving up his time coming down to Durban uh, and giving up his of his time for free. Um, he off, even offered to pay for his own hotel. We said no. We want to sponsor paying that. Um, and yeah, he just was very open to it. And go drink us this weekend. It's, it's even more important than McGregor fight. So. <laughs> I agree. All right. So people can get in touch, Justin. It's for a good cause. Uh, oh, there we go. Wait, I, no, I just want to show. I, I, I just want to thank him. I'm not plugging him because he's amazing. So I bought two of his. Uh, He's got supporter shirts. Anyway, there's just proof that I bought them. Obviously, oh, not just so cool. But to be frank, I wanted to put up two. So one for me to keep and one for me to raffle off later. Oh, to awesome. make money. But yeah, the fund is it's going well. We've got we've got uh, that seminar planned, 31st of July. Obviously, COVID permitting, um, which is it's uh, free to the team South Africa. Um, so those kids are welcome to join and learn for free there's a q a and then we've got because we only allowed to, we, we, we assume uh if we go down the level if we're allowed to have it we're only allowed 100 people so we'll sell 60 slots and that money goes towards the fund and at 250 bucks it's affordable uh you get uh, world-class training and the q a session a couple of pictures and that uh worth a lot more than that we are also doing some amazing things in the jiu-jitsu world um, we started a little thing pre-COVID called Submission Kings uh, and then we did, we did it once and it was a fundraiser for Team South Africa in 2019. Huge success and just monitoring sort of the like jiu-jitsu and, and how things are going and how big and noticing how big women's jiu-jitsu is going. Mm -hmm. We said well uh, let's do Submission Queens let's give, their, let's give them recognition so there's, there's a few divisions. So there's submission kings, submission queens, submission kids. 
because the kids' divisions are stacking up and people, youngsters are training and being graded by their sensors, et cetera, by their partners. And what we're doing is, uh, we think it's a two-day, it's a one-night and one-day event. The night before we're doing, our first superfighter has been uh, released, Peyton Fletcher, Sorry, Peyton Letcher. Oh, please. Got to the names, the names are jinxed. The names. Today. <laughs> and she's such a big name. So Peyton Letcher, she's part of Team South Africa, but she's um, very well known in the Jiu-Jitsu world versus Jess Hill. So that's that's the first super fight. We've got two more to release. That'll be done on social media. But what we are doing is we're hosting a quintet. So what that is, is a four, it's basically tag team, for, for Lyman, it's, it's tag team jiu-jitsu. So you have a team of five people that your combined weight cannot be more than 400 kilograms. And there's eight-minute rounds, and you can put your best guy first, and he can smash everybody. Or you can put a guy that's not going to get subbed, but not going to beat that person. And those he can, by not being submitted, he can eliminate his opponent. So we're doing that for the first time in this country. So we, Very cool. we're going into the bank. And uh, we just hope that uh, the numbers are safe enough to do it. Uh, we are governed by a federation, but you know, our, it's it's our morals and ethics. We don't want anybody hurt. So we, it's, it's a no. It will be. We know it's not going to be a spectator event, but it will be filmed, etc., and it will be available for people to watch. Very nice. So won't be, but we got we got lots on the go. And, this will generate money for the athletes, etc., and also do amazing things because all the profits from that will go to the fund. Well, keep up the good work <coughs> and check out social media. Um, speaking yeah, about, uh, yes, Gareth, yes, please. There, I've obviously been chatting quite a bit to uh, Justin behind the scenes in terms of uh, raising funds for for this for South African MMA team and what we could potentially do, and um, we have had some commitments from from companies to. Uh, put some money towards their trip. But uh, I mean, for me, I, uh, I'm just challenging all the community, uh, fighters, managers, gyms. Um, let's get together. This is a great opportunity for us as a community to stand together. Um, and if we stand together, we can definitely, definitely make a massive difference to these guys trip and, uh, and make it a lot more comfortable for them and take a lot of the burden off them in terms of traveling. And that then goes, it, it, that just travels further into what South African MMA needs, what we, what we, we trying to do with South African MMA, how we trying to um, make people super excited about a, a sport that I think is on a global platform is probably your number one sport in the world. And, uh, people must remember that the South African circuit has been around a long time, a lot, a lot longer than a lot of other countries. You'll be surprised in how long South African MMA has been around and how much it's achieved in such a short space. I think the, this particular uh, um, project or initiative that Justin and them are driving is such a good way for the whole community to stand up and say, okay, cool. This is what we're capable of. Look, if we invest as as a unit, look what we can achieve. Uh, so yeah, my challenge is to everybody, all all ex fighters, fighters that are currently out there, athletes, uh, gyms. Let's get together. Let's yeah. let's see if we can't make a massive difference to these guys' trip, and then yeah. it'll show that as a community, if we stick together, 
we can achieve whatever we want to. Please, what an endorsement. Uh, Big J, give us uh, the contact details, please. Once again. Yes. Yeah, so donate at samf.org, S-A-M-M-A-F.org. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You can't miss us. We have a website. Uh, my number, 082 That's a South Let African number. So if you're yeah, phoning from anywhere in the world, please, yeah. you know, get, get, get in touch via email. Always, always available. <laughs> So yeah, that's any donors from wherever you are in the world watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, uh, feel free to get in touch with um, Justin Ferrier uh, so you can get involved. We welcome all donations. Um, gentlemen, we had... Sorry, just one other thing. Yes, I yes, must please. commend Big Ol and Justin Ferrier for what they're doing with this fund. It's, it's not, not a lot of people have stuck their hand up and uh, they have, they've got an amazing passion. passion. They're not even actually athletes they it's not like they've competed as a professional uh so <laughs> you were a professional back in the day you were a professional back in the day we won't talk about that but, <laughs> but no i know what you say massive respect like no, good man. the fact that they've gone out and put this thing together and they're driving it as hard as they can and coming up with these competitions and putting together these uh, seminars Big ups! It's a yeah, it's well a really done, cool man. thing that you're doing for for people and uh, you should be the fight. Sorry, is... I just want to ask you. You're some Mission Kings. Is there a white belt division? <laughs> Are you want to fight the white belt division? You're a black belt. Well, I I don't know. I mean, let's um let's move. Let's... You can find them on the website. Yes, please check out the website for more yeah. details. Big up to you, uh, Justin and Big L. Um. We're looking forward to that, guys. Uh, yes, this big weekend. shout out to Big Al. His old man is in hospital with COVID. Oh, yeah, sure, man. Sending strong yeah. to him. He's just got over COVID. He, wow. he hasn't spoken too much about it. The old man was admitted uh, today, I think. So, it's, uh, yeah, long, long yard to him. He's a good boy. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, and nothing but love for him and his family. Yeah, well, thoughts, uh, thoughts and we wish uh, his dad a speedy recovery. Um, yeah. All right, guys. EFC 87 this weekend. And, you know, hats off to, to the Extreme Fighting Championship for putting on an event during, uh, which is very much level four lockdown here in South Africa. Uh, we've got restricted travel outside the province that uh, the EFC High Performance Institute has found. Um, and obviously limited. There were no spectators. So it was very, very um, uh, restricted. There was plenty safety call of protocols. Gareth was on the call. Justin and I were watching uh, from home. And um, just hats off for putting on an event and for the fighters, you know, being brave enough to, to train through a pandemic and, and come through test negative and then, you know, put their bodies on the line. What did we make of, of EFC 87 uh, from a fight point of view? The fight card maybe didn't live up to the expectations. There were lots of one and O type of fights there, but at the end of the day, it saw the end of an era, I suppose, the end of a, one of the pioneers of MMA, Gareth, a guy, you know, very, very well, Dino Baggettin. And unfortunately, he, he lost his, his final fight for the UFC. I think UFC is in a very interesting place at the moment. Um, we've, got to, we've got to look at two things. Is that they've managed to re restart themselves through COVID. They've managed to get themselves up and running again, which is a massive thing. That's a, it's a platform for, for new, young, old, uh, whatever. I mean, internationals, Africans to come and... Uh, compete and develop themselves, um, apply their trade. Uh, so they've done, done a phenomenal job with that. I think they, they, they're just in, they're in a space at the moment where 
There's a lot of high-end competitors that were in the EFC that have left and now gone onto the international circuit and uh, are taking the taking massive steps in terms of getting themselves into the Bellators and the One Championships and the and the UFCs. So with with that loss of athlete, they have to breed new new um, new faces. They have to breed new talent. They have to build up uh, new stars. They have to uh, do. Kind of, it's almost like that rebuild process again. You get good soccer teams, good rugby teams. They go through the unbeaten. They these superstars. They win all the trophies, and then those guys leave the, leave the team, and and it's a wave of youngsters coming through. And then they set old individuals that are in there that help carry the team and give experience. And I think that's kind of where EFC is at the moment. They've got a big pool of young young, hungry athletes that are coming through that are, st- st- for, for a large majority, still learning a lot of things. Still very fresh in their career. Um, they got some old-school warriors out there that are that are always uh, always happy to put up their hand and get in there and, and put on a performance and put on a show. And those guys are pivotal to any organization. Um, and then the, there's a few top-end fighters that are out there, and, and those, are, those are your stars that carry it. Um, I, I think... Last EFC was um, a clear picture of where the talent is, the youngsters are. A lot of the card was packed with young guys, young up-and-comers, guys that they wanted to give experience to, uh, guys they wanted to give opportunity to, to see who's capable, who is the guy, who's the next guy, who's uh, who's the next gym, what's the next country, where's the next lot of uh, talent coming from. So I think- in that... Yeah, sorry. In that you can get a lot of different kind of results, and and people might not understand. I think people have also just got to be a little bit more um, subjective, and also allow them the opportunity to rebuild EFC back to the platform that it I think, was. I think forgiving, forgiving is the word. Yeah. So we, it was, it wasn't their best show uh, for a lot of reasons. A lot went wrong. The country's in turmoil. A lot of people are not training. A lot of people have lost. Like, a lot of people are goal-oriented. Like, gee, for you to stay at 84 kilos uh, or 85, for you to stay under 90, you have to be you have a goal in mind. Like, otherwise, you, you'll just live around the 95 mark. Um, a lot of guys, but you're disagreeing with me. You're no, really no, no. Start. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for uh, me, uh, like, a lot of, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Is If I wanted to walk around at fight shape, there would need to be a massive goal for me to do that, yeah. And when people of and not and not everybody is championship mindset because championship you didn't when you started you didn't have championship mindset you grew into it or the championship mind, mindset might have been five percent and then it goes to hundred percent. I think there's been a gap in production, so there's been and when, and when I say production, I don't mean like TV production. I'm talking about production of fighters. Yeah. So they haven't. Arts of passage. They haven't have, haven't had their they haven't had their um, amateur fights, whatever the case is. So what's happened now is the middle the middle has fallen away. They've gotten too old. They've retired. They've then committed to day jobs, etc. Where there would be a natural phasing, like you're saying, a natural phasing in of the youngsters and a phasing out of the of the guys, either to retirement or to bigger organizations whatever yeah. that happened a whole bunch has happened at once 
So for the last card, you had Martin. Am I right? I mean, he's Mark was Boyd. Anyway, we've had proper proper top 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 talent. Now you go well, cool. So they spent what they could there, uh, talent wise, and then there were lots of gaps to fill this fight, and that like there were a lot of debuts, and I get that. But usually you would phase that in the early prelims, prelims, and then main card. That's why they structured like that. And now you've got guys that are coming in and debuting, and they were the majority of the car. And guys, all guys that have been inactive because they haven't had goals. Yeah. So we don't know what's going on. And I can hear you can't, I mean, it's hard enough to be an athlete, but now you must be an athlete on your own in your garage. It's, no, you can't even go to a gym. So it's impossible. Are you saying that it's a sport in transition and that it's a sport that's, actually in trouble because of COVID? Is that is that fair to say? Locally, yes. Locally, yes. I would agree with that. I think two years did a lot of damage. Hmm. Two years of not competing, two years of not um, being able to fight on the continent, keep yourself active, I think the damage uh, to, to that process. I think it cuts away a lot of things. Amateurs were, a lot of amateurs were not allowed to compete. The, the, the amateur competitions have been very far between. These guys are now making decisions to move to professional, sometimes too soon. Uh, some, some, some good talent came through out of it. I don't think it, that EFC, there were some, there were some very um, good performances at, um, in the last EFC where you go, okay, cool. There's, there's, some, there's some good things there that, that, that's exciting. Um, I, it, I think the, 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 that, that pause and that gap, it, it's, it, it, it showed it brought out a lot of the holes that that they were that they are and um, exposed them, uh, but not a bad thing. I don't think that it's I don't think that we must. Go, I think it's not, we can't throw your hands up and go, we're broken. There's no look at this. Da, da, da. You know, EFC is also trying to find a way to manage the current environment, put on fights, um, ensure that they're putting on top quality fights uh, with what they have. I mean, a lot of tra- fighters can't travel as well. There's a lot of guys that are, are not available. So I think a lot of with, guys are scared. Like yeah. A lot of guys are losing family members and going, fuck, this thing's real. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is not a this is not a joke anymore. It's yeah. not a conspiracy theory as to what this no, is now it's real. It's real. It's yeah. definitely real. And like, people and people are pressing about it. Like and, and how do you train? <clears throat> I mean I'm, I would say it's a mistake from the Swanapools to put both brothers on the same card. I think it's too much pressure. Uh, and I saw um, Dylan Swanpool not perform. And I've watched that kid literally grow up. I've watched him fight since he was a child. Um, and that was... He fought a good guy, though. He fought a... He fought a... With you, I'm with you, bro, but there it, it was just... It wasn't him. Like, I, there was something off. Like, I, I've, watched, I've watched... I know the Swanpools yeah, well. I know the boys. I get confused. I understand... I'm not, I'm, but no, I'm no, not. No, what I want to yes, say he is, got, like, but he was, you he can was perform at amateur him. level and you can perform yeah. at amateur level and be this unbelievable athlete at amateur level and you make that transition to the professional ranks and all of a sudden it becomes very different because you could get pipped against just an old school veteran guy who hasn't had a great run. Yeah, street he's probably smart. On a, on, he's oh, he, a group, he, he, he's he on a group of losses, but he's on, experienced. 
he fought a guy with the same record as him, zero and zero. And hear me out on this one, G. And I, I'm just, I'm just telling you, he, he didn't. He was fainting punches. He then shot for a takedown. Instead of pushing, popping, 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 fell on his back to try and entice God. There was something off with him. It could be a mental thing. It could be ring rust because he hasn't been, he hasn't been active in the or, amateur circuit. Or that it's live this, on TV. That's a so, huge thing. They don't realize how big these things are. It's pressure. Again, that big transition big. from amateur to <laughs> professional is a massive step up. Some guys do it very easily. Some guys just make it look like they've been there all the time. Yeah. Some guys who are excellent fighters just don't perform. They get to that level. I look at myself. You know, I made the transition to to when I made the transition to UFC, and that first fight that I had in Poland was, I was lost. Mom, I, I like it was just this. I'm in the UFC. Uh, uh, what? It, it's just so much to take in and to experience. And although you're not, although you're not, um, you know, and I for three rounds I got beat up. That's what happened. And it's not. It's not like it's, you don't look at it and go, oh. Um, not capable, you are capable, but just certain scenarios change your mindset. I mean, you walk down the tunnel and you switch off. Something switches you off. It can be the smallest thing. It can be something that psychologically that you see in the crowd or somebody says that you don't, you don't pick up, but your mind picks it up and it switches you off. And the ability to restart yourself and get that focus back and get yourself into the zone becomes very difficult. Yeah. Very, very difficult. And... Only the most experienced of fighters have that ability to pull themselves back. And even sometimes in that case, they don't have that experience. So, yes, he didn't perform. Yes, he wasn't great in, in certain instances, but he was good in, in, in others. Um, but he's, it's his first outing. One guy walked in there. He owned the space. He owned the, the fight, and he came out the victor. The other guy didn't. It doesn't mean that that boy is not capable because he is capable. He does have the yeah. skill set. You can see it. That's what I see. You can see what it is. It, it's about nurturing him now, the experience, the understanding. Okay, we've had the loss. This is what happened. Why did we lose? Dissecting the whole thing, getting him back on track, getting him focused again, getting him uh, in line with his visions and where he wants to go, and then getting him to come out and perform the way that you want. Not every guy is going to perform at that level. You get certain guys that are just terrible in the gym they're horrible they they can't spar they get thrown around they just get beat up you put them in a cage and all of a sudden they become these rock stars mm. it's then changes over you can have guys that are in the gym or just gym killers. you can't touch yeah. them yeah they they, they just they, they smash everybody they're just too good you put them in the cage they just freeze because that moment that those lights that camera yeah. the for some people it's oh my gosh they get paralyzed because they're going to lose fear people must understand that in mma the number one killer of any single fighter is his emotion yeah whether it be fear whether it be anger whether it be happy some guys are too comfortable some guys are not uncomfortable some guys are are too fearful some guys are, are too confident you see those things come out and how they destruct guys um, so it, it's, there's a lot in it. I mean, yeah. guys, let me ask you this, Gareth, well, I'm, I'm interrupting you, but how, sometimes a loss on debut is not the worst thing in the world. It's potentially no, a blessing in disguise. Can I, can, I, can I jump in here? Can I, yeah. can I jump in? If it wasn't, I'll tell you a story. 
One, Dallas Jacoby, who you both know very well. Um, his debut at EFC 4 was against Darren Daniels, which yeah. we and I checked and we cornered each against each other. Oh, yeah, I uh, commentated on that fight too. Yeah, uh, and we, it, it was nothing like we've ever seen. It was, there was money, there was, Dallas was on a billboard. It was so big. I don't even know what road it was. <laughs> it's one of your main roads, mate. Call it the N1. People are sending me pictures of Dallas on, on luck as big as a three-story building. Um, he went in there and he got rear naked choked till the snot dropped out of his face within a minute. Uh, and we went back. It was at the dome. We went back to the, we went to the back and I cried, he cried, and he just said, Jay, it's okay, bro. I lost. And I'm like, I know it's okay. I'm not, I'm not sad that you lost, but I'm sad. I'm not, I don't think any worse of you. I'm just sad, you know, for the moment. And I said, hey, bro, there's a fork in the road here. And he said, yeah, I know. I've got some, I've got some thinking to do. And what he did do was he went back and he was the first in the gym and he was the last to leave. And he worked harder than anybody else and became champion. Yeah. So the, he could have gone home and been sad, and he we were sad. I mean, there's no question, but it motivated him to get gold. So I hope yeah. that this motivation for this kid to get there because it, Dallas Jacoby is literally living proof. He got smashed by Darren Daniel, but he yeah. came back and win a belt. Yeah. Now he's yeah. a coach on Team SA. Yeah, I think yeah. that's. I think that's. I think that goes across the board. You look at that on a global platform. You look at guys in the UFC. I mean, you, you, Moreno, prime example. Yasuoka got picked twenty fifth of this. He was the last pick in the yeah. in the top house. He was he was kicked out of the UFC. Came back to the UFC and became a champion. He was terrible at one stage, but now he and he beats a monster. He is now the number one guy in the world in that division. Yeah. Time changes. It's work ethic. It's mindset. It's learning from your experiences, learning from these things that happen. And what do you do with him? What, what do you do with him? Do you, do you lie down and cry? Do you fall back over? Do you not take the, the lessons? You've got a, accountability is a big thing that a lot of people don't do. They don't, they look outward for problem for, oh, my coach didn't do this for me. Yeah. This person now with my way in. I didn't get, like, you didn't mix my Riyadh right properly. It's on you. Like, yeah. at the end, as much as it's a team sport, it is your individual thing. Yep. And you've got to be able to yourself. Yeah, when they close okay. that door, that's, that's you. That's you. Like, that's you. Like being in court, you get the best. You stand in the dock alone. That's how it is. Yeah. yeah. Right, the positivity. So, Chris Dove. Yeah. yeah. Cool performance, better backstory. But there's a... Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He, there we go. He blocked, he fought, he had challenges, he was clinically dead, he, whatever drugs, drinking, whatever, lost a family member, lost a wife, whatever the case is, and now came back. And it wasn't so much, it, the victory wasn't in the hand being raised. The victory was him getting to the cage. Mm. That is the biggest victory ever. The winning was the frosting. That's, yeah, that, man, that's, that's like, what I love about this sport, you know, is these stories. Guys that have overcome, like he's overcome death. He's cheated death. And there he is in the EFC hexagon with his hand raised. That's an but awesome did, story. 
you got to you got to ask yourself the question. He had a decision. Did he lie down and continue in the, on the path that he was? No. Or did he come back and fix himself? And this is a this is a this is a this is a, this is a guy that's he was he was a special forces. Yeah. He was in the army. He was special forces. He's achieved an, an immense amount in his life. It's not like he hasn't. The Navy was a was a diver. Yeah. Hey. Navy was a diver. That's what I remember. Yeah, he's he's part of the he's part of the Red Cross. Yeah, I don't know. that's amazing. So he, he's this is a, this is an unbelievable story about a guy who who was on he was he, he was a soldier, came back, he fell apart. He went through this indescribable thing that I don't think a lot of people understand. He almost died, came back from it, and got back in there and won and proved that. It's a man. It's just it's all a belief in yourself and a decision and hard work and all these silly things that have been spoken for centuries about mm. discipline, work ethic, drive, understanding. The I mean, it's simple, basic things yeah. that develop people into being great. And it, it, everything that happens is a lesson in it. A lot of the fights that came out of it. A lot of uh, there, there's fights in there that would. Let's be honest, we're terrible. Yeah. We're terrible. Guys shouldn't be in there as a professional and as somebody who competed in the EFC and holds the EFC in high regard because when I was there, the divisions were packed with killers. The sharks swimming right. all we over, to, man. We had to beg for fights. Yeah. yeah. It, didn't, it wasn't just, it wasn't, you, 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 if you got a chance, you didn't say no. Yeah. That was it. Like, if you don't say that, it was yeah. Yeah, we also, had, we also had a whole stack of things. There wasn't COVID. There wasn't people that are, I mean, look how many, we haven't had comrades. How many people have stopped running? The doozy, the numbers are down. Yeah. People have stopped paddling. All of these mainstream sports running uh, yeah. and, 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 and doing it, these, they are losing numbers. Imagine what we lose. Yeah, true. Because it's a camaraderie. They go to gym, they go to spa, they go learn. It's a it community. Exactly. Um, yeah. Let me, guys, let me and ask you this. Uh, you know, you speak about lessons that have been learned and, and we've spoken about guys making their debuts and coming in. But I mean, a guy like Dino Bagutin, who's, who's been based in Zambia, comes out to fight Luke Michael. You know, he, he comes out here uh, and he then retires. And I know Gareth was on the call and, and, and when he was commenting, he's like, I can't believe this is about to happen. And Simon was interviewing, you know, but there comes a time too when it is time to, to call it a day. And maybe COVID has, has pushed a lot of these guys towards that sort of decision. About It's about money. It's about getting a payday. Well, I, I must tell you, I have a huge amount of respect for Dino. Uh, however, I don't think he should have fought. I understand that he came to save the day. I understand all of that. Uh, I mean, huge respect. He's developing the sport in Africa. He's spending time away from his son, which he hates. Um, so that he is able then to provide for his son and him and his new wife are out there. I don't think he's he's he didn't have he he's served. I mean, look at you look at the numbers. He fought at EFC one with UG. Like he he served that system so well. He had nothing. He didn't have to give unless. And I haven't asked him because I, I, I Gary Feynman asked. Did he do it for himself or did he do no, it for so, so I actually did have that discussion with before and he yeah. called me himself and uh, and had the discussion with me and asked my opinion. And he was like, 
this is where I'm at. EFC have offered me Luke Michaels. Um, I still believe I've got one more in me. I, I'd like to perform one more time. I'd like to leave my gloves in the cage. That's what I want to do. I want to do it that way. And um, we did have a long discussion about it. Is that it Dino Bagatin calling you, Justin? It's not Tino phoning. <laughs> I haven't seen his bed. No, and he, and he did. It came down to the fact of it, it, it boiled down to him. I, like, I, like I explained to him, it's got nothing to do with anybody else. The only reason you're climbing there now at this stage is for yourself. You know, you've been doing this as long as what I have. We've been, we've been around. We've seen everything that the sport has to offer in this country. We've been through the, the ups, the downs. We, we rode the, the glory wave when it was pumping at an all-time high. You know, um, he, he's been an unbelievable servant to South African MMA. Yeah. From, from, from before, before EFC, um, he's a, he's, He's a good spokesman. He's a, um, his investment now into MMA in Zambia is a, is a phenomenal thing. And, I, you know, the fact that he's willing to go there and, and do that is, is unbelievable. You know, maybe, maybe people just need to look it for what it is. Maybe the fight wasn't, it wasn't the important thing. And maybe I, it I, wasn't. No, I, I hope I, it I did. on him. That's, yeah, that's okay. all I'm saying. If that's what he wanted and yeah. he was okay with it, as long as you're not doing it purely for money or purely for blind loyalty or whatever, as long as it was what you wanted, you make your man, you make a decision on cool. I think he just wanted to scrap one more time, man. That's what it is. Yeah. I He's mean, a fighter, me, man. I, I, do wish it had gone. Yeah. I look at myself now as well, and and I don't uh, I don't need to do I don't need to ever come back in there. I don't need to prove anything. No, you've got nothing to prove. You've got yeah, nothing I, left to prove. No, yeah, I've got nothing. But for me, my mindset around competing again, 100% is my, for my own, my own value and my own thought pattern and what I want out of my journey and how I want to finish my journey. So I think when you get to the stage where Dino and I are, it's, it's not about, and I, and I say this, I look at a guy like Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva didn't care whether he won or lost in the last three or four fights or five fights. He just wanted to compete. He loved that environment so much that he just loved being in there. The result was nothing to him. He's achieved so much, and he's he's as a martial artist, he's shown so much. He just didn't he didn't he didn't care. He just, he just loved wanted it to so much. To, yeah, he just wanted to be in that environment. So, I think I think you get to a stage when you know you you know that it's time uh, to step aside and let the young guys come through and, and do their job. How many stuff. people don't you like? How many people have been written that? Yeah, you do. I, I think. I think you, those guys who are those guys who are still there at 44 and 45 and 43 and 40 and 42 and chasing it because they believe that they can still be a world champion and they can still make the big bucks you can't you know? they are 100% surrounded by yes men and the yeah. wrong people yeah they are, exactly they're not around people that are going to be honest with them so you've got to be honest Physics, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a, it's a young uh, man's sport, gentlemen. It is a young yeah, man's sport, unless it's the one percent like Anderson Silver who defies all odds, changes sports, and wins. Yeah, no, I true. Mean, well, that, me, that again, the, not even the one percent, the point zero yeah. zero. Yeah, let me let me ask you this then. So, Justin, Justin, uh, you can maybe come in here. Um, looking yeah. at the trilogy that concludes this weekend, Dustin Poirier. They said the reason he's fighting Conor McGregor is not just because it's one and one. It's because he knows when he fights Conor McGregor, 
he's going to earn more money for the purse because of Connor putting bums on seats. What do you mean? He's, he's been completely honest with himself. That, I like that. That's, that's out. That's, that's what that. he's saying. And that's if he said that, then he's he's not disguising anything. He's being one hundred percent truthful. For you to do that, for you to fight Conor McGregor, is a payday. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine who's a, a fellow uh, referee, it's thirty-two thousand dollars for a cage for a cage side floor seat to watch that fight live. So if you wanted to take your missus, sixty-four thousand dollars. So. He's, he's not lying when it's a payday. And if he's done it for that reason and he's honest about himself, that's fine. The difference here is that he's relevant. He's not overplayed. He's not overspent. Yeah. He's not old. He's not making a comeback. He's current. He's up on, he's, he's one up. He's 32 yeah. years old. But he's a baby. So it's not, he's not doing it for the wrong reason. And, and money, if money is his driving factor, he's completely honest. And I'm okay with it from that perspective. Yeah. But if he was 42 years old and he was fighting yeah. for money, I'd be proud of that. Gareth, your thoughts? Yeah, because by that stage, you should you should have set yourself already. You know what I mean? If you were smart with your money and, and good investments and good business sense, um, when you fight for these big paydays and you get these big uh, these big paychecks, you, you you should be in a space that you're comfortable when it's time to resolve. I think a lot of guys are in the position where they don't know what's next. So they don't know what's happening when they get to the retirement stage. They like, oh, what am I doing? Where am I at? How am I going to make money? I've got to fight to make money. No, you should have at, your, at, at the heart of your career when, when financially you are incredibly stable and you're making money and you're being successful, you should already be building for the next part of your journey. You should um, you, Energy, I think, is what you're looking for. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, 100. You should know where you're going afterwards. What am I doing? Am I going to be a plan. gym owner? Am I yeah. a coach? Am I going to own a restaurant? Commentary, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Com commentary. So, but commentary is not for everybody. Apparently, you've got to be quite <laughs> well, well educated to be a commentator. Clearly, something I'm not. Let me tell you a story, and I haven't said this to anyone before, but when I started commentating for the EFC way back. I think 03 was my first one. I was brought in as a as a play-by-play -play, uh, commentator and someone who didn't follow MMA. I was a fan from a distance, but at that time, the company I worked for, the focus was on the traditional sports, rugby, cricket, football. I played cricket at a decent level. So that was my background. And every time I sat down to commentate, I would worry about what everyone was going to say on social media. And there was one particular person that would call me out on every single thing. And I said, listen, at that time, what's that? People call you out on social media. All the time. I, there was an account. Oh, there, was, there was a parody account that nailed me throughout. It was probably for 20 events that I called to a point where I used to just focus on the events, the emotion and get behind it. And that was it. Because at the end of the day, like I was learning about that. And the same as someone who comes from Gareth's point of view, where he was in that hexagon, in the octagon, to come and learn commentary and do the color side of things. It is a skill that you have People to learn. Think it's People think it's easy. It's not. People gave me the microphone. That's exactly it. No one else doing Guys, guys, I also got to understand it. It happens so fast. You're trying to relay the knowledge that you have as quick as possible and then still make 
make the, the guy who doesn't understand anything understand and then still um, feed the, the professional in the way that he wants. So, yeah, but I mean, my opinion of that is the chair's open anytime that you feel you can do a better job and put the mic to your mouth and discuss whatever you want. I'm pretty sure uh, CS could do a better job. <laughs> no, listen. I can do a better job than in the past. I've, I've, for never sure. been, I've never been called out on, on social media. So, I mean, I, I for, as far as I know, I'm, I've just been unbelievably brilliant. You've been outstanding. <laughs> You've been outstanding. But, but gentlemen, let's get back to Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor. How do we see it going? I've got a sneaky <coughs> suspicion Conor McGregor is prepared this time. He's learned massive lessons from the previous one. And he could walk away with this one. I think the most dangerous thing about Connor is Connor is a guy who is is obsessive. He's an obsessive guy. I think he's egotistical and his ego won't let him lose. Yeah. Hey. His ego won't let him lose again. Yeah. He's and the thing is, he's is an exceptional martial martial artist. He's 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 incredibly diverse in terms of his feet and his hands, his movement. He, he concentrated a large portion on boxing and he went into a fight with a guy that he thought was going to box him and he didn't. He, the guy showed a kicking game to, to uh, put a kicking game into the mix, which was very destructive. And yeah, I want to stop you on that. I want to ask you a question. Do you think he was so used to winning in such emphatic fashion that he was the, always the driver in the fight? Do you think it's possible... Uh, that he neglected a plan B or an option B or a plan C, like a like an, an able to like divert the problem. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this guy's now heavy kicking game. Where where do we go to from here? Okay, right, we've been through this. If somebody kicks, go to this plan. Do you think so, he neglected? So so he fought a a, a very inexperienced, much uh, I want not a very inexperienced. I would say guy. Dustin Poirier, who hadn't been through the wars, hadn't had to tough it out, hadn't been in there with guys and 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 come out on top in terms of when they've gone at each other. Uh, so Dustin's mental state had changed a massive amount. If you watch the first fight, Dustin Poirier was very very good, but there was a stage where he clicked. He, he kind of he back started to back off, and Connor started to gain in confidence. Whereas in the second fight, that didn't happen. Dustin didn't. Uh, he didn't implode in, uh, to the moment. He, did, he, he, he absorbed the moment and he, he, it, it, it actually it made him more confident. I mean, he got cracked, I think, once. I think he got hit with a, uh, with a left. Man, most guys would have been put on their bum. And you've seen Connor put Nick, uh, Nick Nate Diaz uh, with a jab. He jabbed him and dropped him. Connor's a guy that has has power and has timing and when he cracks you he generally does a lot of damage and i think he hit dustin and dustin went oh hang on yes it was a big punch and he, it made him a lot more aware but it didn't hurt him yeah. and i think that's when dustin got the confidence to say okay hang on i can stand in the pocket with this guy and i'm not and afraid he, of him anymore once he started to put a stand in the pocket and, and engage in that boxing realm yeah. connor started to do the same and that's when he switched up into those leg kicks and the leg kicks started to become more effective because Connor was planting. Connor was trying to catch him on the counter, um, trying to hit him with the big shot. I don't think that Connor respected Dustin the way that he should have. I think he, uh, 
he kind of, it was almost like, oh, well, I've knocked you out once before, I'll, I'll knock you out again. Eager. Yeah, now that you've been on the receiving end of that, um, and he's, it, it went the other way around, I think there's a very, a very different Connor's going to be uh, be in there. I think Connor's going to be, um, how do I say this? Uh, if you, against uh, Nate Diaz, he got choked out. Yes, he got he got beat up, but Nate choked him. He didn't he didn't stop him. Uh, Dustin Poirier is the first guy to stop him, um, and I think that was a very humbling thing for Connor mm. to realize that somebody cannot strike him if he doesn't respect him in the right way. And I think you're going to see a very different type of Connor in terms of martial martial arts. I think he's going to bring a lot of different things to the table, which I think are going to be a little bit too much for for Dustin. Dustin is very set in his ways. He's a very good kickboxer. He's a very good wrestler. got very good wrestling, defensive wrestling, and he's got good submissions. He's a black belt. Connor's just a different type of guy, the way that he moves and the things that he does. Where, where was his loss in Vegas? Austin. Was it a Vegas? The first one with the ideas. No, 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 no
Is that what it is? That why his nickname is? He's got a yeah. sleeping yeah. tablet in his. <laughs> no, no, no! I need to ask him. It must be that. It must be. Still not as a sleeping tablet. Um, I think they're recognizing him, and it's more than the the hype of it being a person that's not American or not European. So I think it, they they seeing a talent. Instead of seeing a South African talent, they're seeing a talent mm. with massive skill set that you happens to be from South Africa. So I yeah. think that I think people are recognizing yeah. him, and mm. it's more than the token he's from Africa. Yeah, it's it's they seeing him for what he is. What do you? Yeah. I think I think he's in the prime space now because Africa is so dominant in the in the UFC in terms of Ngannou and, and Kamar and uh, Adesanya. So there is a big light on African fighters. I think he's he, he's got a character that people like. Um, he has a humbleness to him that pr- pr- kind of throws out this. It, it's almost it's almost borderline arrogance, but he's he's so confident in himself. Drikas uh, is the type of guy that. He feeds off energies and he feeds off moments and he feeds off opportunities. And every time he gets a big opportunity, he, he delivers because he's a moment guy. He's a guy that comes in and, and, and he, he gets a lot of, it's a lot of different things. Some people say no, some people say yes, but he always pitches up. He's a guy that rocks up. He fights hard. He, he performs. He gives 100% of himself. He never allows his, ment- his mental side to let him down. He never... He, he, because I'll never walk away from an, a thing and go, oh, I, I was, my mind wasn't in it and I didn't perform. You know, if Drikas loses, it's because he lost to, he, he's either been finished in a way or whatever the case is in that particular fight. But it'll never, you'll never look at it and go, Drikas lost because he, he was a no show. He, well, he was no show. No he he's, he's a pro, he's a consummate he's pro. Off the charts, his mindset is off the charts. And his skill set is there because he has the confidence. You must remember, a skill set is all about confidence and your belief in that skill set. My opinion in the UFC, once you, you get into the UFC, there's not a lot in it. Like your top 10 or your, your top echelon of fighters, but from, from 40 to, to number 10, it's a fight. It's a fight for who's getting the number, who's climbing the ranks, who's going down. And it, it all comes down to mentality. If you look at the stars of today, what makes them so good? It's their belief in themselves. What They believe so much in what they're capable of doing. That's why they become unstoppable. And he has that quality. He has that ability to back himself. Even if he was the only person that believed that he could, that could win the fight, mm. Drickers will walk into that cage knowing he's coming out the winner. Yeah. That's what makes him different. That mental That's toughness what makes is unbelievable. Exciting. He's got a great skill set, but there's yeah. 40 guys out there that have the same skill set. He's, he's, um, yeah, the, the barrier to entry is, is you, you've got to be a certain amount fit, you've got to be a certain amount of skill, you've got to yeah. have been a champion yeah. of the division. It's who can put it all together, and that's a mind thing, yeah, on the day. But I want to say, I want to say this although you weren't the first South African to fight in the US. You are the first modern modern era fighter to fight in the UFC. And a lot of people don't give you enough credit for, uh, what do they say? The first to enter the room always bleed. You were not the sacrificial lamb, but you paved the way. Pioneer, trailblazer. 
Yeah, you, you, you. So the first person was Mark Robinson. Yeah. Uh, many, many, many years ago, who's a, an unbelievable athlete, strongman, judoka, MMA athlete, straight up killer, grumpy man, but a good guy. I hope he never sees me. Um, and then there was Trevor Prangley. But Trevor Prangley moved to America so many years ago. He almost almost doesn't count because he didn't when he when he fought he didn't have the suffering flag my point is that you were the first one born and bred south african trained lived here flew to there yeah. and competed people don't recognize the opportunities and i take another way from drickus but maybe it helped that self-belief that hey i am good enough yeah and if gareth can do it so can i and yeah, maybe yeah. it was just that even if it was that two percent little over the edge, I don't think people give you enough. Well, I think I think that me winning in the UFC was the catalyst for everybody to go. We can win there as well, you know. It was that thing to they believe in themselves that hey, hang on, we can go and com compete with these guys, and we're more than capable of of going, competing, and winning. Yeah. So. Um, you know, he did smart things though, man. Him going to KSW and winning at KSW in an outside promotion um, on another continent gave him the belief that, well, I could go to Poland, fight these monsters from the Eastern Bloc yeah. and win. And, and, get paid. and he wanted to he test himself to see if he was good enough. He, he's, 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 very created, he's created a championship mentality as he goes along. He's and he's he's at key stages. He's he's achieved the things that he needed to achieve to say, okay, I'm ready for the next step. I'm ready for the next step. I'm ready for the next step. He, I mean, he went to the UFC. Uh, his first fight in the beginning it was a little bit chaotic. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm in the UFC. Uh, but then, what happened? Oh God, yeah, finished it. Uh, so he's then he, now all of a sudden he's going, oh, hang on. But I, I fought a guy, a very experienced guy, a guy who's had a lot of cage time in the UFC. That's not an easy, it's not an easy fight by any means. He, he's a guy that could fight a top 10 or top 15 guy it, and yeah. win. It was and, a litmus test of note. Yeah. And now he's going, okay, cool. I got your number, guys. I see you um, because I'm capable. He's, he's, a, he's a beast of a, a, a guy. He's 25 or 26 years old. He's in unbelievable shape. He's incredibly Mate. strong. And at 28 or 29 years. Yeah. yeah when he's when when reaches it's, it's he's there at the right time. He's, 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 his journey has taken him in the on the right path. He's, he's, his movement has taken him on the right. I mean, you look at me, I, I, when I signed, and it's not, not an excuse anymore, but when I signed for the UFC, I was 33 years old. So I was already now on the back end of the, of, of I think, I, I mean, you were slower me, than you were when you were 27, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Come for me, on, yeah. if I had signed for the UFC at 28, it would be, I believe, probably a different story in terms of work ethic and, and stuff like that. I mean, I still grinded hard, but at 26, 27, 28 years old, the things I was doing was crazy. Yeah. The way that I was training was out of this world. So, yeah, man, he's primed. He's, he's in such a beautiful position to really take himself and elevate himself. I think he's in he's in a space where he was meant to fight this guy before. Yeah. This guy, he couldn't get over. This guy fought, he knocked the guy out. I think what's happened now is UFC are, UFC are going, well, here we got Trickers from Africa. Here we got Giles from the USC. These guys are both equally matched. 
they both be superly talented. And from what I hear, that Giles is he's also he's also been toted for big things. He's also the guy that can go on and be a, a rock star in the UFC. Yeah, Rickus is past the favor stage of yeah. we want to build you up. No. This is no, you need so, to prove who you are. And also, so is, okay, odds are two, even, eh? Yeah. Odds are even on this. You can't separate no, really, these yeah. two. Well, two. I'm take, I'm take, I've already taken the double. Drickers and Ducala. So. Yeah. Listen, and it's it's a, a case of UFC going, okay, cool. You two boys fight it out for the next the next level. And whoever walks out there, the winner's got the star status that they want. Yeah. This so, is this is when this is when the time when the matchmaker doesn't really doesn't from this level. The, the matches make themselves. Yeah. So, all right. Like, so let's let's, wins, let's have the predictions then. Drickus all the Drickus. way. Oh, Drickus. Okay. And Connor Drickus and Connor and Dustin Poirier. Uh Connor all the way. I've already taken the. I've already taken the. Double. Okay, you've taken that bet. All right, quickly bef- without d- dissecting fights because we're out of time. On the main card, Gilbert Burns, Stephen Thompson. Who do we Gilbert have Burns. there? Burns. Burns over Wonderboy. <sighs> Yes, bro. I worry that I worry that Gilbert Burns is a little bit black. The confidence is not good. But yes, he should. If he yeah. can close the distance, Gilbert Burns should manhandle Thompson, yeah. provided he can get past. He can the get to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ty Tuivasa against Greg Hardy. Tuivasa is uh, on a tear, isn't he? Oh, I like. I dig Tuivasa. I think Tuivasa puts Greg Hardy away. I think the half train got derailed. I think once he got knocked out, it changed. Yeah. He wasn't as confident and as strong as what he thinks is. That's the thing. Not many people get cracked on the jaw, go to sleep, can stand up and be still be a killer. Eh? Yeah. And then Sean Sugar O'Malley is back oh, against the Chris Martino. Yeah, he doesn't even have a picture on the <laughs> UFC website. So <laughs> there we go. So, I don't know. I can't tell you, but I want colorful hair to him. All right. Well, I listen. Just want to say one thing. Does anybody know? It's not over yet. Yeah, just yeah. One more minute. One moment. So, what's, what's happening with Don Madge? And I know we should be telling people instead of asking, but so we know his pipe is pulled, but it's also the same former athletes. And I'm going, no, man, what's going on here? Like, uh, we, can't, we can't lose a, a, an athlete uh, for no reason. Such a talented no. athlete. I think you yeah. must remember he won't be, he hasn't fought for a while, so he won't be amongst active UFC fighters because he's not, he hasn't been active for a while. He has had fights, the fight signed, but his his guy got injured again apparently, and they're all looking for a replacement. And uh, I'm pretty sure we'll hear. Oh, is is yeah. that at the fight night event after this? Yes, yeah. correct. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, cool. Well, we'll keep an eye. which is on their website. So, I, like, I got sent links, and they they talking about him being cut. I, I believe that he hasn't been cut, and that it's purely that the fight was pulled, and that they're looking for a replacement. So. Please, maybe uh, Gareth, reach uh, out, pop him a message, man. Yeah, look, we'll find out and see what we can. Uh, I'll, 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 I really think he's got something, but I, I think, think he's, he uh, yeah, no, man, he's, he's also talent. another guy. He's just a he's a guy that has all the confidence in the world in himself to go. You on think about his it. UFC debut. I mean, he got a he got a bonus, it's, it's, 50, it's G's, a, baby. 50, 50 G's. But he's also in an interesting space in his life. He's just got married. He's, he's got a kid on the way. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot's changing for him. And, yeah. you know, that the, the moments like this and, and, and things do change people's mindsets. And, uh, but I do believe that 
Don's just a guy. He's uh, he's he's a fighter, and that's in him, and he will always be in that space. And look, I don't think the UFC would. Uh, I hope not. I hope that he wouldn't be cut. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we'll hear sooner sooner or later. Can I, can I ask you this, Gene? So let's say let's play the advocate and say right, he's parted ways with the with the UFC. Do you think it would be better for him to approach a Bellator or a, a, another organization or for him to turn turn up completely differently and say, right, join a glory kickboxing? Because you no, look, I think, I, I, I think he's in, in the space now in his career where he is capable. He has, he's proven that he's capable. I mean, he's 2-0 in the UFC, so it's not like he's, he's, he, he's not performing. He's, he's performed in the UFC. He's, he, he's, uh, his name speaks for himself and he's got to go. If, if that's the case, he goes where the, where the money's the best for him. You know, you've got to go where you can capitalize off this portion of your career. He's, he's now, I think he's what, 28 to 29 around there somewhere. He's got three or four or five years where he can really make a big name for himself and make money. And that, I mean, that's all just his own preference, but you got to be smart. You you're in a biz, in a business space now. You're on a on a global platform. You're not a you're not a guy who's going to come and fight in the EFC again. You're a guy that has to compete on an international platform because that's your capability. So yeah. you, you go. Who's going to offer you the best deal? Yeah, and becoming a father changes you. There's no doubt. Yeah, it changes you. So all right, gents, we're going to have to leave it there. It's uh, it's been a fascinating conversation. Uh, thanks for sharing as always and. We wish Drikas Duplessis all the best in his uh, fight at UFC 264. And then the two gentlemen, my uh, my mates, all think Conor McGregor will win. So if you're a punter, why not uh, throw a bet on Drikas and Conor? I'm going I'm the same. I think Conor's learned lessons from the last time. I don't dislike yeah. Dustin Poirier, but I think Conor's learned so much that he's going to come back a different beast, change it up. And we want Drikas to win, of course. Go, Drikas. There we go. go. Proudly South African. Also support yeah. the, South the fund. Justin uh, has been doing Please. some great work there. Please support the fund. All right, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to MMA and Cage. Like and subscribe on YouTube. And of course, we're also on iTunes. Thanks very much. We'll see you again next time. Hopefully, when we chat again, it's a big W for Still Knox Duplessis. Huh. Huh. Welcome to forever, man. Let's go. Come on. This is forever. No surrender. Yeah. You know that this right here forever. And there will be no surrender. Now allow me to reintroduce myself, they call me J-O, and to the easy ear. Know that we undefeated, y'all are beneath them speeds, it's trying to air a grievance. But his lines are overhead, better check the air for clearance. Call the tower, this is our credit, he the air apparent. Uh -huh. Really, I've never been better. Yeah. Legacy, this is forever. It's forever, you know, yeah. this right here forever.